What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? What is a Mountain Dew pitch black match? Um, it's actually, they, they put a camera inside the bottle of Mountain Dew. <laughs> and when you drink the Mountain Dew... The match actually takes place within your intestines of what turns into your guts after drinking Mountain Dew. So it's the Mountain Dew pitch black intestines match. <laughs> it's like a Firefly Funhouse match in that it's yeah. a sort of pre-produced uh, yeah. segment in a, in, a, in a fantasy land. But this fantasy yeah. land is your stomach. Cinematic indigestion is is what we're, we're aiming for. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait. No, no shots to Mountain Dew, but, you know. You got to do the do sometimes. You feel me? (laughs) Cinematic indigestion. I hope that's not the review of the match after it takes place. Anyway, we got a lot of Royal Rumble talk. Uh, Let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to You're listening to And you're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to, you are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, we got to start off the show in talking about Jay Briscoe. Um, yes, we do. The legendary, and I don't use that term lightly, um, half of the Briscoe Brothers tag team, former Ring of Honor champion, straight up, died two days ago in a car accident. Incredibly tragic. Yeah. I think I'll just say off the top, I mean, maybe the number, maybe the, 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 like a singular icon of Ring of Honor wrestling, just in terms yeah. of longevity, what he and his brother were able to do and his role as the champion, as a single star, 
um, in sort of his his uh, well not later act, but you know in in that in that run, um, and frankly the fact that you know I mean listen he had some said some homophobic stuff a long time ago that that functionally got him blacklisted I believe from WWE you know they didn't get hired by WWE and then and then never made it on the AEW TV um never really moved on from Ring of Honor uh which you know we don't need to dwell on too much but it did make them sort of the Ring of Honor stalwarts that so many of their contemporaries weren't because they moved on uh and and um I think that the you know, it's it's always a tragedy. I mean, always. You know, the, you don't have to look for the positive side of any of this, but the mat, the, the fact that they got those matches with FTR, um, the fact that they already ha- might have had the match of the year with FTR, uh, the fact that that the the current generation of wrestling fans gets to really understand how amazing the Briscoes are were. Um, there's something gratifying in that. I don't know. What, what, what's your what, what's your Jay Briscoe thoughts? You know, um, Ring of Honor was like my first sort of like non TV company that like I sort of fell in love with. That wasn't WWE, WCW, or ECW. And um, you know, when I first, I think one of my first uh, matches or, or independent, I guess independent um, events I've went to was uh, Ring of Honor Best in the World. I think 2011. And um, it was a four-way tag team match with the Briscoes, uh, world's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas. Um, I think uh, Hero and Claudio, uh, Kings of Wrestling, uh, I want to say, and I think one more other team. And, you know, Jay Briscoe and the Briscoe brothers are definitely a, 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 they have a look that gives you <laughs> calls for pause sometimes, right? Like, especially, you know, the 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 attitude, like the Confederate flags, like all this stuff. It's definitely like stuff that gives you a little bit of an edge that you don't necessarily see on mainstream professional wrestling. But I think that's what made them stand out, and especially Jay, what made him stand out as something that was a little bit more real than, you know, the typical independent act. And, um, you know, I think Ring of Honor's place in pro wrestling in the past three decades is... Um, is sort of solidified now because of their, uh, you know, association with AEW and Tony Khan buying it. And now we kind of get sort of a proper, um, you know, a proper place in history on where all of these incredible talents ended up and why Ring of Honor is so important. And it could be argued that if it wasn't for the Briscoe, Briscoe brothers and especially Jay Briscoe, that Ring of Honor doesn't you know, really survive a lot of those years when they lost a lot of their incredible talents that went on to do other stuff in, in other companies. Um, so, you know, I got to, I've had very small interactions with, with Jay Briscoe and they were always sort of positive. And uh, the last time I got to sort of interact with him was um, on the way to Wale Mania. And, you know, I think they had a match at the same night with the Good Brothers, uh, you know, going into um, that night in, in in Dallas. And he was super hyped to just be around people and like everybody that, you know, I didn't really know him like that. But like all the wrestlers and all the talents that knew about him and knew he was coming just always swore by just how much of a great guy he was and how fun of a dude he was and how, how much of a family guy he was, you know, and, you know, and, and how he made everybody just comfortable, you know, and it's funny because 
I looked at him at first and he made me a little uncomfortable just because <laughs> he was just, he, he just had this, this raw demeanor about himself. But, you know, in the instances that I got to talk to him, you know, he was just super chill and super gracious and cool. And he didn't get to make it to Wally Mania that night, but I remember him talking to my boy Emilio Sparks and him just saying, man, you know, we didn't get to make it, but man, you know, it's all love and, you know, we'd love to pull up next time and really party and do the thing that we always do, whatever. The Good Brothers made it, but... You know, I say all that to say it's always tragic when something like this happens in the professional wrestling world, especially when it involves his kids. I know uh, one of his kid, both of his kids were injured and one of them a little bit more than the other. So like that's even makes it even more of a tragedy. And um, I'm just hoping that, um, you know, I'm just I'm just it's he, his, his death has affected a lot of, of of his peers and people that I call friends. And, you know, it's um it's a real tragic thing. So I'm just giving my my love and support and, and condolences to everybody affected by his passing. Forget the wrestling. I mean, obviously we know what he is as a, as an incredible performer and um, the wrestler, but you know, it's the friendships and, and the person behind that, that's, that's really hurting um, a lot of, a lot of good people right now. So um, it's a tough time, you know what I mean? And I hope, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll all, start to begin a healing process but uh man i just feel for those kids and and his family and you know what they're going through right now you know and um i wouldn't want to wish that on anybody so it's it's um it's really tragic and unfortunate and um man i'm just my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody all of his friends and family I, my first affected. my for the first time I, I had the same experience with ring of honor i might have been at that sh- best in the world show yeah uh, all ring of honor yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, all my Ring of Honor Hammerstein experiences kind of run together. I do remember the first time I ever went, I don't even remember what show it was. Um, it might have been that one, but I know I rolled in late mm-hmm. and Hammerstein, it was actually, it's in the Manhattan Center, right? Like the upstairs. Yeah, yeah. The upstairs yep. uh, venue. Actually, mm-hmm. that same night, if I remember correctly, again, timelines are a blur. In the downstairs, the big venue, Ariana Grande was performing. <laughs> and yes. I remember this because at the end of the show, all the wrestling fans were filing down the stairs and the Ariana Grande concert got out at the exact same time. And the two... What a mix. The the, the two lines merged, but it was like oil and water. Like, it was like, like, no, it wasn't a bad reaction. It was a complete disengagement with the two, with the the two groups. But anyway, I get out of the elevator. It's a kind of, the show was already going on and it was, the Briscoe match had just started and I'm saying they're watching and, um, Suddenly, like their mom walks past me holding, I believe Jay's youngest at the time, a baby, you know, I mean, a young, young, young child. And, um, and I didn't know it was her. I mean, what if someone pointed it, I heard someone say it behind me and, and she stood right next to me and looked at me and said, those chairs are fake, right? As her kids are getting hit in the head <laughs> with chairs. And I was like, yeah, they're <laughs> totally fake. Um, but they, I mean, but that's, you know, there's just a personal anecdote kind of neither here nor there except it should i mean you know it seems almost like a cliche to talk about wrestlers putting their bodies on the line and everything like that but but they did man jay did absolutely and and i mean one of the last images that people are going to remember of him is just the blood running down his face in that dog collar match and 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 i mean he just did it every single time and it was such a good wrestler and i mean he and his brother were wrestling as teenagers under masks because they were, you know, too young to officially wrestle. I mean, this was their life. And um, it's sad that, you know, didn't necessarily get 
the bigger break that they probably deserve, but, but, um, but man, what a legacy nonetheless. Uh, and just such a tragedy to be gone so soon. So, I mean, everything. Yeah. It's hard to talk legacy right now, man. Cause because of how tragic it is, like, you know, you never want to be talking about somebody's career in the past tense, especially when it feels like it was still very much in the present. You know, we were just talking about the Briscoes FTR match being one of the matches of the year. And, those iconic images with the dog collars that we just don't even see on regular North American TV like that anymore. You know what I mean? So it's almost sort of fitting that, you know, these two brothers uh, who still have like, we're almost like the last of like the true independent like spirit of wrestling stars that aren't necessarily mainstream that, um, you know, that's what, we'll remember them by as a team, you know, the last time we kind of seen them together, you know, and, uh, it's, um, it's really sad, man. I, I've been a fan of the Briscoes for a long time. And, uh, you know, <laughs> gosh, it's, there's a certain authenticity that can that comes from them that you just don't get from a lot of professional wrestlers and, um, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, it's what makes them unique and what's, what's made them special as talent. So, uh, s- seriously, uh, rest in peace to Jay Briscoe and, um, you know, condolences to all his family and friends. It's a, it's really unfortunate. And, um, man, I hope they, I hope they begin to heal, you know, and hopefully, you know, the, the prayers to the kids as well, man. I can't, I can't stop thinking about those kids and what they had to witness and what are they going through? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. I mean, uh, just what a, what a legend. Um, I guess we got to move on. Um, we got a special news segment coming up later in the show called the fantasy slam where you and I will go head to head fantasy. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, well, a match that one of our judges will announce, will, will let us know. Um, and yeah. And so look forward to that. I'm pretty excited. Um, me too. I'm it's either going to be a this. wonderful success or just an enormous failure. And an enormous failure on a podcast can be kind of a success, <laughs> too, as long as people are making fun of us. That's facts. Uh, so uh, what other big news this week? Um, uh, Nick Khan was on Bill Simmons' podcast. We talked about it yesterday on Wednesday Worldwide, which, by the way, is the newest show on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Shout out to the boys, Brian, Cruz, Cal. All the, um, all the homies. It's a great, great, great. Congrats on, the, on Wednesday. Wednesday Worldwide, man. Yeah, awesome. it's going to be a lot of fun. And the big news coming out of that, I guess I can make the official, uh, you know, kingpin of the Ring of Wrestling show uh, uh, statement here, is that we're a daily show now. So, um, you know, if, if, you're a, if, you're, if you're already listening to Cheap Beat and Mask Man, you know that we're both going twice a week now. Um, Rosenberg's got his little Friday something, and we're doing Mask Man Mondays. Uh, and now right there in the middle is Wednesday Worldwide with the crew. I mean, we'll be popping on as, as, uh, as you know, our schedules and, and, and necessity permits. But, uh, but, you know, you guys probably know Brian Waters uh, as, a, as the Monday producer on the show. He's lurking in the background right here. Uh, just, I and guess. apparently a heel manager in his off time, too, yeah, which is insane. Pa- <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about that. Uh, and then uh, Ben Cruz, who is the sort of... Um, uh, EP of the Ringer Wrestler show, Wrestling Show feed also does some basketball stuff, which uh, yeah. we'll forgive him for. And then, um, <laughs> and then Cal uh, Cal Davenport, who is the editor of all the wrestling content on the Ringer.com, and 
um, a an important piece of everything that we do here anyway. So I'm really um, excited for that show, man, because it's got a lot of got a lot of great wrestling minds that I've known for a while. And, uh, you know, they've done other sort of podcasts like within other spaces. So, like, I'm really happy that they're getting this platform to really, like, showcase their knowledge. And, you know, like a lot of times we, we shoot the shit before we turn the microphones on. And some of the conversations before we even, like, record are just as good as the show stuff. So like now it's really some cool of the conversations that, the that Kaz and I have just steal directly from the things that they've told 1, us. Off the air. So, uh, so yeah, you'll be familiar with a lot of the takes. <laughs> um, 1, uh, so yeah. And, and, and the feed now is daily. So when news breaks, we'll be here um, as you know, we're here already, but, and, and, and I think that you'll probably notice a little bit of a shift in our regular episodes too, because we don't have to necessarily be taking on last episodes or last week's episode of SmackDown in full every Thursday episode of The Masked Man Show. We mm -hmm. got plenty of shows to cover that stuff, you know, for, for example. Um, but speaking of SmackDown, I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> since we are going to be reactive and reactionary, um, Jesus Christ, that Brian Danielson Bandito match last night, huh? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I said when, I was so when... excited for this, and I, it's like it just keeps me hyped every single, I mean, this is, oh my God, what a match that was. Was Brian Danielson going to have a bad match one day? That's the question. I said yesterday on Wednesday Worldwide that he's the new Andre the Giant. And by that, I mean, <laughs> he's the guy that every time you see a good wrestler, you're like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if he was in a match with Brian Danielson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like Andre the Giant coming through your town and you're just like, ooh, well, wonder how he would look next to whoever, you know, whatever. But like, th that's Danielson now. I just Every match he has with somebody new, I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And it, yeah. he's 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 killing it every single time. He's like the main event, no matter where he's placed on the card. Mm -hmm. Like whatever match he has, it's like that's going to be the thing you talk about the most at the end of the show, you know. And uh, no, no surprise there. It's uh, you know Bandito, obviously, um, you know another Ring of Honor legend, uh, or not? I wouldn't say legend, but you know another Ring of Honor star uh, mm -hmm. taking on a Ring of Honor legend, and. Um, Man, I just feel like Brian Danielson just found like another gear every single week. And, you know, I, would it be nuts at this point? I mean, I know it's I know it's not gonna happen. I know it's not gonna happen. But I mean, like, would it be completely nuts to at least see what it's like with him as champion for at least a little bit? Well, yeah. it's interesting. I mean, I don't want to tie it in directly to MJF, but it would mean MJF dropping the title. Yeah, I know, and I know. I feel like the MJF, I mean, I feel like we could do an MJF temperature check every single week on this show. And this week, it would be like, no, let him have the title forever because that pre-tape promo he cut was so great. Or that backstage promo he cut was so great. Um, uh, I think it's, I, I think, I, I'll, I'll just say this. MJF is so tradition, such a traditional heel in so many ways, but it's also like, and he's so transformative. Like he's such a talent. Um, but uh, like, I can't, I don't know what a year long championship reign by MJF would look like. So it's sort of hard for me to say, no, we should cut it short. It's also hard right. for me to say like, like, yes, that that's a great idea. Um, it, separate from MJF. Uh, I guess I'm sort of in the boat of, it would be nuts if, Brian Danielson was never AEW champion, and yeah, why not do it now? Like, why wait? Why wait for some perfect time in the future that may never arrive? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if there was any time to make Danielson a champion, it was probably right after the Punk situation, um, and when that didn't happen, 
it just kind of let me know, like, oh, okay. Like, they're just, he's he's not going to be there for that, you know? And, uh, you know, more power to him, you know? I <clears> think... Well, or it meant that he, or they had a plan for it. I mean, that's the thing with AEW, is that anytime there, it feels like there's, you don't know why they made a decision. A lot of the time, it's the Tony Khan has another plan that he doesn't want to bust up to do right. the thing that's right in front of you, right? Right, right. So maybe the plan was this. I mean, maybe the plan was... What I don't know. I it's hard. It, who knows? But, but I it, think I think MJF so is so unique though in the way he kind of plays his position here because you said you said it right. Like he's such a tra- traditional bad guy that you know the fact that his his you know his the person that he's going up against at the moment is somebody who's such a pure wrestling like god, especially the folks who like love AEW that he's like the, so almost he's almost the perfect foil for him because it's like. This is supposed to be the company that's all about pro wrestling and the skill of pro wrestling and like the best pro wrestlers wrestle here, right? And mm-hmm. the fact that like MJF, as good of a wrestler as he is, isn't that like he's not Brian Danielson. He's not, you know, uh, he's not that that person you immediately think of when you think about like workhorse like ring generals. You know what I'm saying? And in a in a perfect vacuum. In the way that AEW was sort of created, and especially when Brian Danielson was signed, you almost think a guy like him eventually always becomes world champion, right? Yeah. And I think that's what makes this this rivalry or this budding rivalry a little bit more tasty because MJF is going to make sure that the people who want to see that so bad, like myself and like the lifelong Brian Danielson fans who have followed him for the past decade and a half, never see that. And he'll have that claim to fame and being like, I'm the guy who made sure that your fucking favorite, your legend or whatever, never touched the gold because I was there, you know? And and I guess if you're building him up to be this mega heel that, you know, seems like the right way to go, mm-hmm. it wouldn't, it, it's, it's, it, it makes sense. But I guess like that's the mark in me like jumping out, right? Like it's like, man, like, well, this guy should be champion at least once. Like, how are you not gonna make him champion? Look at all these great matches that he has. You got all these great matches as a world champion. I wouldn't be going against my own rules about knowing, like, hey man, sometimes it's not all about that. Sometimes it's about more than that. And Brian understands that and he knows it's not the most important thing for the strength of AEW for him to be champion at this moment. I think the most important thing for AEW at this moment is to make sure MJF is as legitimate as possible. And if yeah. it means he has to sacrifice some of his sort of credibility as like this, you know, generational talent, like bell to bell, he'll do that. You know what I'm saying? And and he, he said it on this show, like how much He's, he really has nothing else to prove except he wants to make new stars. And not saying MJF needs to be made, but this is definitely a rivalry that helps make somebody's championship reign become memorable. Yeah. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. I, with this, we're not going to talk about this feud in the... In the uh, um, in Fantasy Slam today, so we can maybe mm. save that for later. But I think that there's... I think that there's probably a, 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 a middle ground. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't... Oh God, it's so hard. <laughs> if it were me, I think I, when I'd probably put him in the ring together. Or if it were me, I can imagine a world in which Tony Khan puts him in the ring together, has him go 45 minutes, and then has a, a MJF like walk out. 
<laughs> you know, right. just like give us the best possible match and then let MJF get his heat by just not having a pin oh, or something gosh. like that. And then you can just put a pin in it, like kick the can or I mean, just keep the you can dude, do the rematch on dynamite, like pop a pop a 2.0 rating. rating. See, see if yeah. you can do it, you know, like what? Like it's who knows? And then, by the way, that's the thing that they haven't done in a while. They've had these loaded shows, but it's been a while since. I mean, they and they have you know gimmick shows and all that kind of stuff. But it's been a while since they did the. We're just going to start with our championship match. This is you know two of the, these are two of the biggest stars, probably the two. I mean, you know, well, two of the biggest stars we could possibly put in the ring together, mm-hmm. and we're going to give you a title match on Dynamite. That'd be interesting. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, I mean, Danielson's. I don't care. He's having. He's going to have a five star match every every Wednesday yeah. night for the rest of <laughs> until well, until he gets in the ring with MJF, and then probably after that too. So I'm just happy that we're getting what we're getting. Anyway, um, back to the Nick Khan thing. Um, he's taking a little heat <laughs> for some semi misinterpreted uh, quotes of his um, from the show. Uh, I think that did you listen to the whole thing? Uh, I listened to a good amount of it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the, most of the news was in the first 20 minutes or so. I mean, the wrestling style news, the rest, I mean, the, there was a lot of st- great stuff in there. And I encourage everybody to listen to the whole thing. I don't know. I just kind of feel like everything that Nick Khan does, probably, he does deliberately. And I certainly think that his audience is not Twitter, right? Like the audience <laughs> that he's trying to reach is like boardrooms, you know, executive yeah. offices and stuff like that. So I try to look to everything through that lens. Um, you know, certainly would never want to soft pedal. I never want to go light on some of the really heinous stuff that Vince McMahon has been accused of. Functionally yeah. admitted to a lot of it. Um, yeah. But I think in terms of, you know, I don't think that, I don't think that there's any, in terms of just practicality, he's not going to be shamed out of his job no, <laughs> you know and with the no. job he's just reclaimed he's not gonna sh- he's not gonna say you're right i shouldn't have done that here's my stock I'll, <laughs> I'll offer it up to the you know nuns of the world or something um and i think you know that being a given i think that that you know it's it's uh it does seem like a sale the company is sort of imminent you know, and yeah. and and I think that it's probably in Nick Khan and everybody else's best interest to to make it seem like everything's running smoothly, and that yeah, you know, it, and, it, it and, kinda, and that something even came. as nuts as Vince's return is like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's that's the way it was supposed to be, you know, and <laughs> and um, you know, I, I mean, for my two cents. It's Nick almost impossible. It's almost impossible to have like a nuanced conversation about this, especially given the setup of our own show and the fact that, you know, like Nick and Bill had their history as well. So mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, from the outside looking in, it definitely looked like, oh, okay, like it's time to do a little bit of, uh, you know, ma- managing the narrative right mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think with everything that happened in the past two weeks with like the rumors of Saudi and, you know, Steph abruptly uh, resigning and, you know, uh, Triple H uh, assuring people that like he's still in charge of creative and all this other stuff. It's definitely like a unique time, you know, and, you know, you don't really hear from Nick Khan a lot. You know, and uh, the the dude has a presence, and you could kind of even hear the presence through the audio of of that in, of that interview, and yeah. just you know, a lot of folks 
a lot of folks' takeaways over there was, you know, obviously the stuff he said about AEW. And um, I guess calling Tony a kid and, and all <laughs> this kid. other stuff. Like, it's like, oh, man, that's going to, you know. But, uh, I mean, it's it's really just, you made a, a great point about sort of like, you know, the way they've kind of, they kind of glossed, not glossed over, but like they talked about the Vince stuff, which, you know, isn't a, never an easy thing for especially someone in that position to talk about like openly, you know, because of what's happening. So it's almost kind of even harder for us to even talk about it and be like, all right, well, like, yeah, like what he's being accused of is awful and terrible. And, you know, it should be dealt with in that way. But I think, you know, the folks that are going to be the loudest about that, um, you know, which is, you know, people like us that have podcasts and folks on social media and all that type of stuff. It's hard for us to really quantify and you know let people know who listen to this show that that is something that's going to affect an eventual sale of this multi-billion dollar company right because i think you know it's been said through every single voice of that company that that is the strict and the only reason why vince is back right a lot of people have their doubts i have my doubts you know a lot of folks have their doubts, especially with WrestleMania being in Hollywood. And, and you know, it's hard for me to conceive that, you know, a person who has worked on every single WrestleMania of <laughs> in history is not going to at least have some sort of creative say-so in something happening yeah. on that show. You know what I mean? And if it's a good idea, why would you be against him being, you know, a part of that? I, I guess I, there's obvious reasons, but... Let's just say creatively. Let's just, for the sake of the conversation, mm-hmm. let's just say, okay, Vince is going to have some sort of hand in this creatively. At the end of the day, as smooth as the day-to-day wrestling stuff has been happening, if it got to a point where he did return in some sort of creative sort of vacuum, it wouldn't necessarily bother me as much if he was just in charge of the home runs. Right, like there was a rumor. There was there was a rumor that Brock Lesnar wanted Vince to still book him to book him when he was around or something. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, like I heard I heard something similar where you know he has a he he works strictly with just Vince. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And there's some people who work strictly just with Vince, and those are typically the home run hitters. Those are typically like you know. I don't know. Gosh, I wasn't there long enough to really experience it, but I'm almost willing to bet my left leg that Vince McMahon has a much better track record booking the Rocks, the Cena's, and the Brocks and the Undertakers of the world than he does of booking the Tommaso Champas and the Johnny Gargano's <laughs> no, of the yeah. world, right? So in a world where, in in, in a situation or, or, or a scenario where I assume that He's going to have at least some sort of say-so in something. Mm -hmm. WrestleMania being in Hollywood and them wanting to have the biggest show possible, it wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing. You know what I mean? If he had some sort of creative say-so in in what goes on there. Um, It's going to be hard for a lot of people to hear, especially folks who who listen to this show. But the fact remains, like creatively, their biggest and best stars have been created by this crazy old man <laughs> you know what i mean and huh yeah it, it, it's 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 hard for to have somebody 
who has controlling shares in the company, really doesn't need a, a sign-off on anyone to, to sell the company if he needs to, and say, I don't have a say in whether The Rock or Roman Reigns happens at my biggest show. It just doesn't seem, it just yeah. doesn't seem logical. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? We're talking so, about the top editing sort of stuff. Like, I, like yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, sure. Sure. I mean, he's going to have some say in that. Um, I think a lot of those decisions are probably made before he left, you know? I mean, I think they probably had loose WrestleMania plans before he stepped down and we're still aiming towards a lot of that stuff. Who knows? I mean, it's hard to imagine he won't get involved. Um, but, you know, maybe if he's really looking to sell the company, um, maybe he knows, I mean, despite, he, he listen, he, he kicked the door in when he made it, when he came back. I know he's not so concerned with public appearances, but um, maybe he's, uh, you know, conscientious enough to realize that another shakeup is probably not the best thing, you know, on the, on the, on the cusp of a sale. So, mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a very interesting time. Yeah. I, I, it could go in any, I don't think anybody really has a whiff of where, of, of who might be the buyer of this thing. Someone's asked me about Disney. I think I talked about Disney on the show. I mean, Disney, it's not one of the top two or three companies that comes up except for the fact that it's a, a company big enough to buy WWE and probably not think too hard about it. Um, people keep saying it's hard to imagine a WWE zone at like Disneyland. I don't know, man. I mean, who, it, 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 I just think WWE is a little bit, despite all of the, the, the rating stuff and all the, you know, the, is it family friendly? Any questions that they've gone, that they've had over the years. I just think it like so obviously is, you know, it's like, it's so obviously is it's so, yeah. it's so in the wheelhouse. And can you, can't you see like if WWE was bought by like a Disney or something like, could you imagine like WWE recasts? <laughs> right? like, <laughs> like, could you imagine if like, they were like, yo, listen, we love Goldberg, but he's getting a little long on the tooth. But here is that is Goldberg 2024. <laughs> that like, would be pretty awesome. You know, and you go to WWE World right next to like Marvel Studios and like, you, you know. You got to get that Young Rock crew in there and just basically do, like they could be a separate division. Like they have, what um, X, what's the X-Men? They have an X-Men series or they had this like X-Men 96 or something like 98, 99. Right, right. Yeah, whatever, but it's just like the glory days of Jim Lee X-Men. And um <laughs> And they just keep like the X Men cartoon era, sort of. They should just do that. They should just have like WWE Retro, and it's a whole separate show, and it's like a heavily produced thing where it's just like up and comers. They shave their head, you know, put them just in go the to black WWE tights. superstars and yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like that'll the be problem fun is these guys out. last forever now, so you can't really get rid of them long enough for them to <laughs> make a comeback. But it's who knows? True. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Au contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. 
Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Um, let's make a pivot. Let's do let's it. Let's make a pivot. Let's do it. Let's go, man. I'm ready. Fantasy slam it. time. Wait, do we have, is there, is there like a noise that, that announces the beginning of the fantasy slam? I will make one. <laughs> All right. You know what? I got a theme here we song. Go. So here we, we go. go. Every, fantasy it, slam. Dun, 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 Fantasy slam. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> fantasy slam. Dun, 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 dun. Fantasy Slam, yeah. And we've been canceled before it could even happen. (laughs) Uh, There goes Disney listening to the show like, give me that. What the fuck are you doing? um, So, yeah, so here's the deal. Let's Uh, go. The producers producers have picked a subject. We obviously know what it is because we're going to be, we're going to have, you know, we're going to be prepared to do this segment. Um, But we don't get that much warning. And... It's like, you know, just topic, just like guys, it, it could be as simple as like book the universal title match, few, you know, match at WrestleMania and the feud leading up to it. It could be, you know, what are you going to do with uh, Elias, you know, between now and WrestleMania? So it's WrestleMania targeted. We'll do this, you know, for AEW too. Um, but right now we're, th- we're talking about WrestleMania. Um, we get 90 seconds each. Slam style going at it. We just go, you, you get to, you have 90 seconds to talk and then the buzzer sounds and. You finish what you're saying, you're done. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow a little bit of leeway. If if you keep going, acapella when the you know the beat ends, you know I'll give you a few <laughs> seconds, eight mile style. You know, about but you get, are we playing about eight mile rules? Yeah, yeah. These are eight, it's, yeah, it's eight mile rules. Don't get crazy yeah. now. You go for another five minutes, you definitely your mic's getting cut. But we'll give you but a motto, few seconds. Fuck lotto. <laughs> seven digits for your mother for a dollar tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> like that and. Like what? Like the basket? Like the like the championship game scene in Hoosiers, or like the two things that I could just like I find the YouTube clip and just watch. Can't straight never through. not just watch. To, yeah. Um, there's three rules. Three rules to this competition. Number one, nothing too obvious. Mm-hmm. If we're headed to if we, if we say book the universal title match, it's not like you can't use Sami Zayn or you can't use The Rock, but uh, you know, give it, make it interesting. Okay. All right. Num- nothing too obvious. Rule number two. Nothing impossible, all right? I don't want you booking Tony Khan in a dog collar match against, <laughs> you know, somebody, whatever. Nothing impossible. And number three, no vents, all right? No vents. We're gotcha. not doing the ghost in the machine shit. I mean, nah. I guess you can use management if you want, but just we're not doing, we're, we're, we're not booking vents. All right. So <laughs> that said, John Kerma, what is our subject 
for week one of the Fantasy Slam. To keep it simple for our first edition, you guys are going to book the U.S. title match at WrestleMania. Um, you guys can choose. We, ne- we know next week we got Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. So you can kind of book based upon that up till WrestleMania. What's gonna? What's the match that's going to happen at WrestleMania and how do we get there? Um, and who would like to go first today? How are we going to do this? I think you phenomenal? have to decide. Okay. Well... You know, I'm always betting black, baby. Cassie hey. first, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once you hear the sound go, you can get started. You have roughly 90 seconds with this, you know, soundboard. After that, you're on your own. All right. So boom. Ooh, fancy, fancy, fancy. Welcome. <laughs> we got a harp, too? Oh, it's lit. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. So here we go. Fantasy Warfare. Do I start after the song? I can turn it down. I'll turn it down a little bit. Oh, so I'm talking throughout the sound effect. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay, okay. Turn it down so here we you. go. Royal Rumble, right? Like, we got Austin Theory. Uh, he had just beat Bobby Lashley. He's going into the Royal Rumble to continue his quest to win all the titles, right? He's going. He's, he's down to the final. He's number 26 in the Royal Rumble, right? And then he's cleaning the house. He's doing his thing. He gets to number 27. And who comes out at number 27 at the Royal Rumble but a returning Randy Orton. Randy Orton slides into the ring. RKO's Austin Theory throws him out of the ring. And now Austin Theory's road to WrestleMania is disheveled because a returning Randy Orton who was out with injury has been hearing Austin Theory call himself the now for so many weeks. And he knows that the now doesn't start until Randy Orton says so. And Randy and Austin Theory get to Elimination Chamber, and Austin Theory wins, well, loses the United States Championship to Randy Orton, a returning Randy Orton, right? So now we got Austin Theory more pissed off and crazy than ever. We get to WrestleMania, Austin Theory versus Randy Orton. Austin Theory solidifies himself as the now, defeating a legend in Randy Orton, and it sets up his SummerSlam match that we've all been waiting with John Cena wow. later on. So, yes, Randy Theory, WrestleMania, United States Championship. Wow. That okay. sound effect was very distracting. I did not know it, it was yeah, going to be that long. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a little five-second thing, and then we're going to keep going. I was like, holy shit, it's still coming. <laughs> I'm going to keep it like at this volume, Dave. Let me know if it's an issue for you, and I can stop okay. it in the middle as well. All right. You ready, Dave? Yeah. Okay, let's go. So in my fantasy, the feud with Lashley continues on to the Royal Rumble. We have Lashley versus Theory. Winner take all, final showdown at the Royal Rumble. Austin Theory retains. Maybe he's a little bit in the Rumble itself just to get some shine, whatever. But the, but the main thing is he's done with Lashley. He's, done, he's, he's, he's put all that shit to bed. The next night on Monday Night Raw... Austin Theory opens the show, goes to the ring, picks up the microphone, and he says, I have demolished all the competition. There's nobody left for me, and I want to be the big star at WrestleMania like I was last year, and so I'm, I'm going to call somebody out. But before he can do it, John Cena's music hits, and John Cena... In street clothes, I don't know what street clothes are for John Cena, if it's the blue suit or whatever, but John Cena, not in the jorts, comes to the ring. John Cena says, 
I'm not here as a wrestler. I knew you were going to call me out, so I showed up. But I'm not here as a wrestler. I'm here out of respect, right? Uh, they, I knew that you were going to call me out. Everybody knew you were going to call me out. And every, everybody keeps saying it's a great spot for you, right? They say that this match could make you. But Austin, I don't want to do this to you. Mm. I haven't been around for a while. I've been, I've been, you know, everybody knows that. But I'm not just a star. I'm a guy who sends guys packing, right? If you feud with me, it doesn't work out well for you, right? Mm. Where's CM Punk? Look around. You see Batista? Ooh. Do you see Shawn Michaels? Do you see Ooh. Daniel Bryan? Do you see Ooh. Kurt Angle? No, no. If you get in the ring with me at WrestleMania, all the guys that come at me, they're all gone. And nobody is left standing. I was thinking about Randy Orton here, but yeah, I didn't keep it. Nobody's left standing who can say anything about that. So no, I don't, if you want to wrestle me, fine, but I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do it to you. And then I think, you know, me out to the ring comes edge. And oh, he says, shit. John Cena, you might, you did. I did go packing. I was gone for a while, but I'm back. And I am the man who should have been next to you in the hall of fame induction. I am the man who deserves to be John Cena's greatest rival. I want you at WrestleMania. Ooh. All of this sets up, a triple threat match Ooh. between them and Theory at WrestleMania. There, I think we could do a thing where Theory get, agrees to wrestle Cena, but now he doesn't want any part of this whole noise. So he like maybe he's in the Elimination Chamber title match to try to get out of the U.S. title match. You know, the, he's, try, he's now he's trying to avoid Come on, it. Way overtime, my guy. Oh really? The music stopped. Oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. I wasn't even listening. I took I the earphones the out. I thought I you were the, the earphones. Uh, okay, it's over. Triple threat WrestleMania. You can cut me off whenever you want. Come on, Lotto. Jeez. <laughs> my man was going. I was like, I'm kind of invested. I want to at least. Oh, I want to like, hear right, this out. Happen. Jesus. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's it. All right. Oh man, that was fun. That was fun. That was I like. Fun. I like both of those ideas, man. I like John Cena Edge. I like. But I, I think that the prevailing theme is like Austin Theory sort of taking a torch from a legend. Correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I mean, when you get down to booking WrestleMania, we'll come back to this as we do other ones. It's like. If you're going to get, if you have a yes from any number of John Cena, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, whoever, uh, that starts taking up a lot of the card. So, you mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of torch passing moments at a WrestleMania. A whole lot. A whole lot. I um, like that. If I had to pick between these two for the inaugural uh, Fantasy Slam champion, I'm probably going to go... I'm going to go Kaz. I think yeah, Dave, I, I, I like the creativity there. I do. I respect the creativity, but like you lost me with the edge, man. I'm tired of these <laughs> edge comebacks. I'm, 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 I'm over them. I'm over them. I'm over them. The only me, me too, but edge versus <laughs> Cena is the match that we need. True. And it's that legendary. match might first yeah, off, that, Dave, you cannot, you cannot turn down that jawline of a matchup between Austin theory and Randy Orton. That is no, too. Uh, that's so incredible jawline for a face-off. Like, that's, when I, that's was, doing, when I was doing this, I was thinking about Orton <laughs> in various capacities because, you know, I'm having Cena saying, he, you know, he took everybody out and Orton is next to Edge in terms of, like, his greatest rival, right? And and I wasn't sure if that... I don't know what the deal is with Randy Orton. I don't know. And so so really I, I'm, hurt, not gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to say that was impossible and you shouldn't have done it. That's, that's, that's totally fine. But I was just like... I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm. If I, it was easier for my booking if he didn't exist. So understood. <laughs> understood. Damn it. Well, I'm just. That's just me. Hopefully, 
hoping that seeing uh, Randy Orton to be nice and healthy and be able to do his thing again sooner rather than later because it's, you know, didn't hear the, the best things about his health at the moment. But, uh, man, this is just me putting it in the... Uh, Putting it in the universe that he'll be all right, and we'll hopefully get to see him do his thing once again uh, sooner rather than later. So, pops to you, Randy. Hope you're doing okay, buddy. No, uh, but yeah, guys, tweet at uh, tweet, tweet at us at the at at, at, at Ringer Wrestling and uh, and tell us who won. Um, and if you if you disagree, regardless, you'll let us know. Do you want to do some quick sell or no sell before we get out of here, Kaz? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's. Everybody wrap it up. who listens to the show knows, but it's a little bit counterintuitive. Sell in wrestling obviously means you know you're taking the hit. You, you you're doing you're doing the right. You think you know you agree. No sell. Yeah, you're shaking your head. You don't think it's a good idea. All right. Um, let's see what we got here. Oh, Alberto El Patron is returning to AAA to take on Pentagon Junior. Um, what do you think about the return of Alberto? No sell. I'm good. Uh, I've. I've I've seen enough Alberto in the past 15 years to stop getting excited for him. I mean, I'm straight. Not selling this. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm there too. Uh, yeah. We didn't even talk about the, big, the, the this part of the Royal Rumble news. Cody Rhodes is in the Royal Rumble. Are you oh. the, the, let, let me let me phrase it this way. They called the shot. They announced that Cody Rhodes was entering in the Royal Rumble rather than having it be a surprise. Sell or no sell. I'm selling it. I like it. I mean, he was already on the on the on the marquee. He was already on the the Royal Rumble promotional assets. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it would kind of be silly for them to pre- pretend that they didn't know he was coming. And I thought the promo was done really well. I think it felt very sportsy. You know what I mean? I love a good. Yeah. It, it was giving me Triple H vibes from uh, when he tore his quad and came back at MSG and showing the rehab. And he looks like he dropped a little bit of weight and. Not in a in a skinny sense, but you know he's definitely a little bit more 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 cut up than he was before he left. I can't wait to see Cody back in the ring, man. And I love the way they did it, and it gives people a reason to um to look forward to to the Royal Rumble even more. So I'm selling this, ready for a, a big Cody uh, showcase at the Royal Rumble, whether he wins or as, as one of the last men standing. It also, yeah, and it also kind of leaves the door open for to use the surprise somewhere else. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. someone else, if there might be a bigger surprise that they're, they're counting on or what, you know, they don't want to have Cody overshadowed. So you announce him ahead of time. Um, all right. Here's a new one. Uh, broken, broken Matt Hardy. He's back. No, he's, no, he might... no, 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 no. So no, just stop. Stop. Whoa. Stop. Okay. Stop. Um, I've had enough with the broken Matt. Okay. I've had it. It was cool. It was quirky for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It was fun with Jeff and the drones. And when it was like campy TNA stuff, it was at its best right there. Cause I think TNA had was just like, fuck it, we'll let you do whatever. And that was the brilliance of it. Every other place he's tried to do it just has not hit the same at all. So no, no more broken mat, bro. We're good. I'm good. No offense, Matt Hardy, but I'm straight. I have not even read this article, but we're just gonna go. We're, I'll just read the headline. Enzo Amore claims Dusty Rhodes fired him from NXT over a fart. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Enzo was fired from NXT. He responded to a Baron Corbin promo in promo school by farting. <laughs> Enzo didn't know it, but Dusty Rhodes called Triple H and got Enzo fired. And Jeez. then he changed his mind. Do you Jeez. think he deserved to be fired over a fart? 
I got to know the quality of the fart. Like, if it was loud enough for... If it was on command, that's damn impressive. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll think that's something you fire somebody over. But if Let's it was see if we can work enough, that into a future fantasy slam. Um, hey, man. Oh, all right, yeah. last one. Last one. And this is a biggie. Hulk Hogan may just be a Scientologist. Sell or no sell. Oh, God. I'm selling this because this makes all the sense <laughs> in the world. It doesn't. This it? this checks out so many things. Like, yeah, no, like I could definitely see him being in, in a room with like Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, you know something, brother? I mean, I just don't know about, uh, you know, the whole uh, rights for women. You know, I just don't mm-hmm. think it's that impossible. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's not that I don't love women. It's just brother, you know. Uh, we just, uh, yeah, that's uh, just saying. I'm just saying, Tom, I know that's my guy, you know, and then he goes and and you can tell Tom Cruise probably like pays him no mind or whatever. But Hulk Hogan goes and just tells like all these like outlandish stories about him and Tom Cruise being best buddies and shit. And they're like, yeah, you know, me and Tom, brother, we used to go into the church, brother, and just, you know, just talking, you know. Yeah. I don't know if say your prayers and eat your vitamins hit the same when you're praying to a guy who's like probably Hulk Hogan's age. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how that math works out. But hey, man. uh, Another example of people from the 80s just not being as cool as you thought they'd be. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Just a different kind of cool than we're looking for. Um, Doesn't work for me, brother. That would be, yeah. Hogan, the Scientologist, is just not quite joining the NWO level of shocking. <laughs> it's right on Not brand. quite as fun. Um, but, you know, it's something. As they would say on the other shows on this night, it's something. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. That was fun. This was I enjoyed. I enjoyed uh, the fantasy slam. I got one last thing I want to say. One oh, last, yeah, last thing I want to say, man. Uh, I just want to show love to Kevin Nash, bro. I saw a clip oh, yeah, from his podcast the other day that really hit me hard, and he's been going through some tough times recently. He's a good, good, good man. Uh, I've got to meet Kevin Nash on a handful of times, and, you know, hearing him say that and hearing what he's going through, man, just know we love you, bro. You're the coolest motherfucker in wrestling history, man. Like, you're the fucking... You're the you're the you're the Burt Reynolds of wrestling, bro. Like you're just the coolest fucking dude ever. And it's hard sometimes where you know some people aren't. We we, you know, we were just talking shit about Hulk Hogan and just laughing. And you know it's a little disheartening where the people that you grew up thinking were so cool are kind of like dicks in real life. And it's really nice to know that Kevin Nash isn't one of those people. Yep. And he really is one of the coolest people there is. And I just I just saw a note that they did a welfare check on him. The police did. And, and he has yeah. no intention of actually, you know, doing anything. Um, just know that we love you, bro. Like, we love you, man. We love you, man. Just, you know, hang in there, bro. And, uh, you know, it's easy for anybody to say. I know he's going through I-, I could never imagine the pain that he's gone through, man. But no just way. know that everybody in this community really fucking loves you, Kev. So keep your head up, brother. It's well said. Um, you want to get your plugs in as we say goodbye? Yes, sir. Catch me on Say Less with Kaz Lokey and Rosie every Monday, youtube.com slash Kazim. Catch me on Count It, basketball show, Points Bet USA, Monday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, we had the, Tom Hannafin on the show the other day talking Philadelphia Sixers basketball. He's a great guy. Got to talk a little bit about Hard to Kill also. So check that out whenever you get a chance and check out my bets and all that stuff. And um, I think this weekend you can catch me on a few WWE programs. I'll be on a this is a, a, a raw 30th anniversary episode of This Is Awesome, and uh, I'll be on WWE Ultimate next week uh, doing some more fantasy booking of the Ultimate Royal Rumble with uh, 
the men's and women's Royal Rumble with Sam Roberts, Ryan Popola, Matt Camp, all those guys. Uh, How do you fantasy book a Royal Rumble? Oh, it's fun. So like, is we it had, like, like a, a fantasy whole... draft? Is like a draft where you so go we in did a circle? A draft. And... Yeah, like we did. Like we all had. Like I'll show you the pictures. It was really fun. So like this year we did it really differently. We just had like a fantasy draft of people that we were allowed to choose from, and Sam would book like the entrance, but we all had a power number. So like, if you had a power number, you got to overrule whatever that was and be like, "Hey, I have this number, and I have this." performer slash superstar i want him coming in at this time and it was really fun man unfortunately it was taped the same day stephanie mcmahon quit so <laughs> we had a lot of we had a lot of stephanie in that women's royal rumble which was i guess now in hindsight pretty hilarious yeah, to she can still to, be a talent you know hey hey she's she's putting her time as a talent but anyway yes peacock check it out as well and uh yeah man you know and catch me on msg networks doing all, all types of nick stuff as well i'm in la right now which is why my background looks a little crazy but you know um appreciate all the support man let's keep it moving you can find me here you can find me on the press box you can find me on the book of wrestling we're we are still producing episodes of the book of wrestling we have a little backstage uh shenanigans thing going on right now but we're going to be back on track soon um check out wednesday worldwide cheap eat all of the shows on the ringer wrestling show feed um, we appreciate your listening and uh, and you know we're, we're plugging away every day for you um, one more time uh, uh, rest in peace Jay Briscoe apologies as always to John Moxley we'll see you back here on Monday Humanoids peace There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like... Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.